You are listening to Intangiblia, the podcast of intangible law. Plain talk about intellectual property. Please welcome your host, Leticia Caminero. Hello from Washington, D.C. This is episode one. Today we're going to learn about patents and talk with a worldwide prolific inventor. He is the person behind many of the patents we use every day. Before we talk with our guest, an inventor of about 400 patents in the United States and almost 2,000 patents worldwide, let's look first at what is intellectual property, for short, IP. IP is the area of law especially dedicated to the protection of fruits of the mind. IP is not exclusively fixed in a material object. It lives in the intangible objects that make possible the materialization of millions of inventions and creations. IP is the reason why Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, Alphabet, Google, and Facebook are constantly in the top rankings of companies in the world. Their value is in their intangible assets, meaning trademarks, patents, copyrights, trade secrets, and of course, the trade of those assets in licenses, royalties, and so on. For this episode, let's dive into the patent universe. Here are some things you need to know about patents. Patents are valid in the country where they have been granted. For now, there are no international patents, but there are international agreements that ease the patenting process in multiple places, like the Patent Corporation Treaty. Not all inventions are patentable. A patent is granted to an invention that is new, non-obvious, and has industrial application. New means that an invention is not in the prior art. Prior art is just a fancy word to say all information available to the public. Non-obvious means something not apparent to a skilled person in the field of the invention. Industrial application is when an invention is useful meaning that it can be used in an industry or in a business. Patentability also depends on the field of the invention, which is known as subject matter. For example, some countries don't allow patents for scientific theories. Patents provide the exclusive right to use the invention, which covers everything from manufacturing the invention up until its commercialization. Patents are granted for a period of time, usually 20 years. There are two main actors in a patent. One is the inventor that creates the invention. The other one is the owner that, well, owns the invention. Sometimes they are the same person, and other times the inventor works for the company, university, or entity that owns or holds the patent. So now you know. Patents are exclusive rights given to a new, non-obvious, and industrial applicable invention in a specific country. The extent of these conditions will vary according to the field of the patent. And we will learn more about it with our guest. You are listening to Intangiblia, the podcast of intangible law. Plain talk about intellectual property. Today we have the great honor of talking with one of the world's most productive inventors. 
His inventions are in the area of wireless communication, currently working in 5G NR, and before that, he was innovating in Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, narrowband Internet of Things, NB-IoT, Global System for Mobile Communication, GSM, and hence data rates for GSM Evolution, Edge, Wideband Co-Division Multiple Access, WCDMA, a third-generation 3G standard, High-Speed Packet Access, HSPA, and Long-Term Evolution, LTE. So basically, every network that you have seen and probably will see in your mobile phone. With this introduction, our audience is probably dying to know who you are and what you do. My name is Bengt Lindhoff, and I'm a Swedish citizen, 51 years old. I'm an engineer, uh, have a master in electrical engineering and also a PhD a degree in statistical signal processing. And I have been working as a researcher or engineer and also as an inventor within the area of wireless communication for roughly 25 years from now. Most of the time I have been working for the largest ICT, the communication uh, technology companies, Ericsson as well as Huawei. Uh, but currently, since some month ago, I'm a chief system architect for a startup company uh, called Beamwave, uh, where we are working with designing radio ship for the Ultra 5G. As a prolific inventor, do you have a favorite invention amongst those hundreds and thousands patents? Patents that that has come into these standards, like the 4G standards and the forthcoming 5G standards. In some sense, that's, these are my, my favorite uh, inventions. And uh, what kind of patent it could be? Well, each time you turn on your phone, 4G phone, for instance, and, and you get connection to a base station, how you do this connection, what kind of synchronization signals that the smartphone needs to search for, and how these synchronization signals are designed, that is, for instance, one pattern that uh, I have been involved in. So if I should pick some of, of the favorites, yeah. That is the one that, that has come to the to these cellular communication standards. Basically, everyone that has a smartphone use every day, even if you don't know it. <laughs> On standards, Ben is referring to an essential patent or standard essential patent, SEP. This type of patent is usually a technology that everyone in a given industry must follow. For example, the 4E is a standard essential patent for wireless communication. Can you tell us how to achieve this level of innovation and intellectual production? All patents are not revolutionizing the world. Uh, many of the patents in this area, mobile communication area, uh, are, are sm small, tiny, but clever. I mean, details to solve a problem to improve. Uh, say that you have a smartphone. If you have some good idea of how you can communicate with a base station with a higher data rate, but with a lower Power consumption. So, I mean, you don't drain the battery. You have some very clever, clever ideas of how, how you should do that kind of communication. Some part of the communication. It could be part of the radio transmitting the radio signal, how you do a smart implementation of that one. It could be the protocols on how to, to do the signaling so that the, the, the base station and smartphone understand each other. These are quite tiny details, but could be very, very important. And, and I mean, smart in the sense that Yeah, yes, they have this inventive step that you need to have. Novelty and inventive step in order to have it as a patent. But it's not like everyone thinking, oh, you have invented a new wheel. Right. It's not about reinventing the wheel. 
is about being resourceful and creative with the problem we're looking to solve or the improvement we're looking to obtain. As an inventor of so many patents, will you consider IP as a crucial part of your success? My entire career built on, 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 on this patenting, not only as an inventor, but also educating juniors about how you create patents. How do you come around the process of patenting? To think that your idea should come to a, to a state that you can do a patent on. I used to say that 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 the uh, engineers uh, they are typical people that solve problems. So what what they're doing? They're starting up in the mountain. I think it as if you go out downhill skiing or something like that. They're starting up at the mountain, and and you should solve the problem to going down to the valley. And and through the the the, the way there, you have to solve a lot of problems. You have to do a lot of turns or or things in order to come down to to the valley. <laughs> Without broken skis, and 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 there turns out that there need to be a lot of of of, of problems you need to solve in, in order to solve the entire problem. So they say that the problem consists of of sub problems A, B, C, D, E, and F, and and engineer thinks that okay, now I have solved all the problems A to F, and then now I have a good idea, and this is a patent, and of course this could be a patent. But but patenting is not only about solving a specific problem. Patenting is about protecting subparts of problems. It might be so about these problems A, B, C, D, E, and F. Maybe A, B, and D itself is novel inventive. So I mean, you have actually three patents here. So, uh, but but all this A, B, and C, you can broaden it. I mean, you have just solved it for your specific problem. But if you so they make it a bit broader to cover a larger part. So 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 a patent is something. If if you say that uh, engineering that is solving a problem in the vertical direction, I used to say that patenting that is solving protecting uh, ideas in the horizontal direction. And I would say it's a bit other way of thinking. When it comes to 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 doing patenting, creation, creating patent and, and and engineering, yes, there is a lot of similarity, but there is some tiny or small difference that is important to know. Can you describe the best part of patenting your invention? Well, the best is, I mean, it's really fun to, to be crea- creative, uh, doing th- things in new ways that always think about. Okay. Can I solve this this problem in a better way? I mean, better could be smarter with lower cost or lower complexity, or lower power consumption or whatever. I always think that if you have a problem in front of you, that you need to do some better. Can we do something better? See if we can find some some new solution or better solution, improved solution. That is the really fun part of of, of patents and patent creations. And the worst part? When you have filed a patent and the patent examiner sent you an office action and you need to argue for your ideas and things, that could take quite some time. And sometimes it might be a bit boring. But anyway, I think that that is a fun part as well. But it's another type of fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a type of fun challenge. What our guest is describing is when the, in the process of a patent application, the patent authority objects or rejects the application. Then you have the option to follow a specific administrative procedure to contest this decision. Any words of wisdom for inventors? 
I have four, four basic rules. The first one is related to yourself. You need to be open-minded. It's quite easy that uh, if you are, again, I'm referring most to engineers, since that's my own background, but you have been working as an engineer. You, you have been working in an area for say, five years or 10 years or 15 years, and, and you have some new good ideas. And then you think that, okay, but yeah, 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 this is a good idea, but this can't be new and inventive. I mean, I'm just a poor little small engineer, so it can't be a patent. So, so no, we should not try to do a patent on it. Uh, maybe this is more a Swedish uh, shy uh, <laughs> shy way of thinking. But my feeling is that many people think that, okay, my idea is not so good. They are not sufficiently good. But I used to say that, don't think so. If you have been working five or 10 years or 15 years in a which, which in whatever technological, technological area, you are a world top world expert. There are not so many people that, that, that are experts in this area as, as you are. And I mean, we all know that world-class people, they can, of course, invent. So, I mean, if you have some five, ten years of experience, you are world-class. And world-class, if you have a new idea, that is quite likely something that can be a patent. I think that that is the first, that you need to be open-minded and don't, so to say, be shy for yourself. The second part, which is even more important, that if you are a colleague, say that you're working for a large company, for a company, if you are a colleague, you should be open-minded for others' ideas. This is unfortunately the, the worst point I've seen a <laughs> lot of time, that if someone come up with a good idea, then people think, oh, it's a sport, I will kill that idea. And then you start to say all the problems with that idea, that couldn't work. If, you, if, if your colleagues are like that, that is horrible or a nightmare for an innovative climate. You should instead think about, okay, this was an idea. Maybe it was not finalized. Maybe it could be something more. But instead of killing others' idea, think about, hmm, there could be something. But try to see, okay, maybe we can we can discuss together to improve the idea even further. So I will say that, that inventing is a teamwork. It's not something that you do by yourself. Of course you can do it, but typically one plus one is much more than two. The third part is more like doing the hard work. There is a classical quotation from quote from Thomas Alva Edison with 1096 US patents and stuff like that. Uh, invention is 99% perspiration and 1% inspiration. I mean, there is a lot of hard work. I mean, you need to... Write down your idea in an invention disclosure. You need to support the patent attorneys or patent engineers in, in the, the filing work uh, and things. And that will take time. I have spent quite some time, also a lot of my spare time, you can ask my wife, doing work related to patents outside office hours. It's important. You have to put down effort in order to success if you would like to be, say, a prof- prolific inventor. And then finally, the four, fourth one, never ever trust an office action. That means that when you, you, you get a response from the patent examiner at the patent office, they typically kill your ideas. And then you might say, okay, this was not, might not be new since there was a lot of prior art, etc. But don't think so. Think that the examiner is wrong. They misunderstand your, your invention. And then you need to have good arguments for argue that your idea is really novel and inventive compared to the prior art that they have found. You can think of that the examiner's work is to, to kill the idea. <laughs> uh, and your, your work together with the patent attorney is to 
argue that this is really a new and inventive idea. And the patent attorney, of course, all knows all about the legal stuff, but the patent attorney needs support from the inventor for good argument to argue that this is really a new and inventive idea. So these are the four uh, rules I have. Actually, I have a fifth one. It's that you should uh, uh, eat cakes and sugar and candy since, since sugar is good for, for the creativity. But that's maybe, maybe only for me. There you have it. Thank you so much, Ben, for taking the time to answer our questions and giving us four basic rules to innovate. Be open-minded for yourself. Be open-minded for others. Work hard. Don't take no for an answer, even from the patent office. And fifth, optional one, have a sweet treat. And so we come to the end of our episode. See you next Tuesday with a new guest and a new IP topic. Thank you for listening to Intangiblia, the podcast of intangible law, plain talk about intellectual property. Did you like what we talked today? Please share with your network. Do you want to learn more about intellectual property? Subscribe now on your favorite podcast player. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Visit our website www.intangiblia.com. Copyright Leticia Caminero 2020. All rights reserved. This podcast is provided for information purposes only and should not be considered as legal advice or legal opinion.